0: empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. This is Jen Tringale. This month's podcast guest is finishing out our series on box breakers, and it seemed like the perfect timing to have my guest this month. His name is Pastor Tim Sheets. He and his wife, Carol, have pastored for over 40 years in Middletown, Ohio. Their ministry has literally stretched around the globe. He is a best-selling author of multiple books, and he is a leader that I had the privilege of working with and serving during my years on staff at the Oasis Church. You know, it has been said that in critical times, one of the smartest things you can do is recall the words of your mothers and fathers. Not just our natural mothers and fathers, but our mothers and fathers in the faith. In fact, the Apostle Paul said it best in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 15. For though you have 10,000 teachers in Christ, yet you have not many fathers. The difference is that a teacher is just trying to get some information or knowledge in you, but a father goes beyond that, actually cares about what you do with it, and cares about you hitting the the mark. This conversation with Pastor Tim Sheets came at a powerful and pivotal time because of all that is going on in our world. I asked him to speak to those things, to speak to the chaos of 2020, to speak to the current state of affairs, even in our own nation, but to speak to a biblical perspective on giving us a right worldview. I want to encourage you that as you listen to this podcast, to take the time to make sure you hear the whole thing. There are some things that are shared toward the end of this conversation that just absolutely are necessary for the moment that you and I are living in right now. I am so grateful for the impact and influence of Pastor Tim Sheets. His life, his ministry, and his leadership has impacted my own. He has truly been a father in the faith to me, and I guess that's why I am so excited to share his wisdom and his walk with you. Sit back and enjoy this conversation with a true modern day father in the faith, Pastor Tim Sheets. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad that you are joining us today. Listen, this is a show that you are going to want to tell other people about There's a lot of things that we could talk about, but there's so much going on in the world right now, and my guest today is perfectly positioned to speak to the times. I want to welcome someone that is dear to my heart, Pastor Tim Sheets. Pastor Tim, thank you so much for doing this today.
1: I am delighted and good to be with you, Jen, and to talk to all of your followers and just see what God is saying in our times It's an awesome time. It
0: is. And we
1: got to keep our eyes focused on what God's saying instead of what the world's saying. So. I'm glad to be on with you.
0: It's so, so good. Well, this is a special joy for me. Most of our listeners know because they've heard me talk about it. I had the honor of serving on staff here.
1: Uh, Yes, you did.
0: (laughs) And you got the joys of the early years.
1: I did. Of
0: of training Jen.
1: I did. Yeah, what a blessing. The the premature (laughs) Jen years.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I can speak from experience what gracious... Leaders, and oh, yeah, pastors, <laughs> you and your awesome wife Carol are, and pastoring here all these years in Middletown, Ohio, and affecting our nation in the nations. Mm-hmm. There's so much of your years of experience that I would love to get into, but I'm so grateful that you've agreed to have this conversation right now. Because of the times that we're living in. Yes. And we were just talking before we went live here. You know, you have literally been crisscrossing the country, getting in 1030 last night. Because of the front lines and the battlefronts of what's going on in our nation, I really want to just dive into that. We are recording this Just really weeks after a presidential election, there's a lot of ways that could be looked at. And people look at them all different ways. Well, it's just another election. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect my life. And then there's those that understand that we're not just talking about political parties. We're not just talking about dogmas or Mm -hmm. economy strategies. What we're really talking about is who's going to control the places of authority that affect Our culture. My first question to you, Pastor Tim, is in your lifetime, have you ever seen a time like this in our nation and in the body of Christ?
1: I never have, not even really close. Really? This is the most defining moment in my lifetime, and I'm almost at the point where I would say it is almost as defining a moment as it was in 1775 at the birth of this nation where the patriots were determining how this nation would be governed, how our culture would be served and how the laws of our land would be regulated. And now we see a hijacking Mm. of that government Mm -hmm. We see a hijacking of a culture that is now bent towards iniquity. And we have a generation or more of those that have lost their way Mm -hmm. from a biblical perspective of how to live their lives. Mm -hmm. And so a defining moment that they experienced back then, we are now experiencing now. Yeah. Where is America going to go? How is this going to ultimately turn out? It's amazing how defining moments or tipping point moments down through history have always been decided by who defines the moment. Oh. And. To me, our King, Jesus, is Mm -hmm. expecting His people to define the moment, His church, the, the true ecclesia, to define this moment. And we are in a time when the true church is now being persecuted and challenged in ways I never have seen in my lifetime ever. It's being challenged, the true ecclesia is being challenged as to whether we will define this moment or not. And... We actually are seeing the government trying to set the definition for church. Wow. This is what the church is and can do. But the king is the only one with the ability to define what the church is. He's the one building us. Right. We cannot allow government to define us. We cannot allow the media right. to define us. Well, this is what the church can say right. or not say or some governor that says, no, you, you can't have church today right. and you can't yeah. sing. Yeah. We cannot allow that. But going back even three or four decades, the education system in America, universities began to try to define the church.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, the church must become more progressive and loosen up its standards and become more up to date and mm-hmm. get rid of all these archaic principles concerning marriage or abortion.
0: Yeah.
1: And we begin to accept what I believe is demon doctrine. Mm. Anything that is against God and his word mm-hmm. to me is antichrist mm-hmm. or his will. And it's very easy to determine what the will of the Lord is. Yeah. That's not hard right. because his word
0: yeah.
1: is his will. Right. So even in this election, we understood because of God's word being his will, who we should vote for and make a stand for. Right. We know it's not God's will. To kill children or babies. Yeah. That that cannot be his will. And so we knew the platform of those that would do that. We knew and know it's not his will to change 6,000 years of principles on marriage or any other antichrist doctrines that are in our culture. And so we understood what the will of the Lord is, but will we define the moment? Well, we make the stand. And our king, as I said, is the only one that has the right to define us. So much is trying to define us, even including, and I regret, I have to say it, but even nominal religion has tried to define us differently than what the king defines us. They're willing to lower the bar instead of raise it. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think some is happening just by silence. Not saying anything, not saying the truth, right. just being silent has allowed things to progress in a very negative way in our society.
0: So you're saying that the silence, guised as, well, I don't want to offend anyone, is really a pushback of the enemy to keep a void out there where the voice of the truth should be.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: We are to be the voice of the Lord on the planet. Yeah to declare what God says, to speak his ways and his will. Mm-hmm. If we don't raise our voice, mm-hmm. then by default, mm-hmm. we have an adversary that's raising theirs right, loud and clear right, through media, through all kinds of the right. seven mountains of the culture. They're raising their voice very loud, and very they're loud. willing to stand for it. They'll fight yeah, they for are. it. We have to have a church and a people that are willing to do that for our God. Yes. Ecclesiastes tells us there's a time for everything, and one of the things that we neglect to read, there is a time for war, mm-hmm. and we are in it. I'm talking about a spiritual war. Right. This is a very clear spiritual war to me. Yes. We're in a battle for. Our nation, we're in the battle for our faith. We're in the battle for whether our children are going to be raised in the fear and the admonition of the Lord according to Godly standards mm-hmm. We're in a battle for democracy. Mm-hmm. It is a war yeah But beyond that, to me, we're in a battle for the lives of literally millions of souls that hang in the balance yeah. because if we boil it down, Jen, a lot of people are not going to be in heaven. If we don't make our stand right now. Wow. You can believe a lie and be damned. Yeah. We don't like to say that. Right. I don't like to say that. Sure. But how many are going to believe a lie if we don't raise our voice? Mm-hmm. Somebody's gotta say what God says and be so passionate about it that we will not compromise that. I know it's a remnant, but that remnant is growing. Mm. And it's becoming very passionate, and I believe, back to a prophetic word that I got years ago concerning war eagles, Mm -hmm. I believe the coming generation, the millennials, are a very strong part of this. Yes, they have been taught some bad things, wrong things, antichrist things. Right. But that has happened throughout Scripture. We could go back to historically. God has a way of breaking the blinders off and causing an awakening. And I've been prophesying and will prophesy right now. We're coming to a very special moment where prophetic words are intersecting their moment. And God's Mm -hmm. going to break the blinders off of a coming generation that know how to voice things. Wow. They're very good at it.
0: They're very good at
1: it. They do it all day long. Right. And they're going to be, I believe, the war eagles that God prophesied about that are going to rise up, stand for truth, so passionate mm-hmm. that it's going to startle the world. Yeah. That, no, we didn't indoctrinate them completely. Mm-hmm. Our God was smarter. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been here 43 years, but if I go back before that, I'm pushing 50 years now of doing this. Amazing. But I now see a generation is about to startle the world in their passion for King Jesus. It's Mm -hmm. a fine line Mm -hmm. because right now they're not completely awakened. Right. But the blinders are about to fall as truth begins to be revealed. In fact, I believe even this election itself is about the revealing of truth. Whereby understanding comes, my God, we've been lied to.
0: We've been lied to.
1: See, my generation had that with the Vietnam War.
0: Ah, oh, right, right.
1: I remember the day I thought, my government has lied to me. I've been lied to. Yeah. We've lost our buddies, our friends, our high school friends, for a lie. And now we're about to lose a nation for lies and an antichrist agenda. Mm -hmm. At some point, it's going to reach critical mass. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit has a plan. It sounds just too immature to say it, but maybe we need to. God is a whole lot smarter than the devil. Yeah. And this that's deep is,
0: theology, right there,
1: that's deep.
0: That's deep.
1: Holy Spirit has a plan that is far greater than yeah. Lucifer's. Yeah. And he has a way to awaken things. Yeah. He has a way to turn a generation. Right. And he has a way to get into their heart. Right. And we have to understand that from Pentecost on, Acts chapter Mm 2, and now we actually begin May 31st, a brand new era of a different level of Pentecost, because this was a literal Pentecost at May 31st. But think about this, two equal members of the Godhead came to earth Hmm. to establish something. We always just think of Jesus that way, but Holy Spirit came as well. Right, right. Jesus came, of course, to give his life and free us from our sins so that we could be born again heirs, yeah. joint heirs, Yeah. and heirs of God. Now, Holy Spirit came 50 days after the cross to implement a new kingdom on the earth mm-hmm. and to empower those heirs to their destiny, to become mm-hmm. who they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That has been in process he also gave angels at that point, mm-hmm. which I like to talk about too. But yeah. was thinking about this. How could we possibly believe that two equal members of the Godhead, because Holy Spirit is equal to Jesus. In fact, Jesus said he's my other self in mm-hmm. John 14. But how could we possibly believe that the Godhead would devise a plan and send two equal members of the Godhead to earth to help us? Mm-hmm. In order to lose to Lucifer, we're not going to lose. No way. No way. No way. We're going to win. Right. Now, I may not understand all of how. Right. But I understand this. We're going to win, and I understand what the word prevail means, because the king stated it as emphatic as he possibly could Yeah. in Matthew 16, 18, and 19. Yeah. My church will prevail Yes. against the gates of hell or the authorities of hell. In fact... The definition of what church really is was given by the king at that point. hmm There's no ambiguity in it. Mm-hmm. He stated it, and he's the only one authorized to state it, and he right. did. Right. And as you know, I've studied that for years. Yes. I've studied every Greek word, all the jots and diddles. Mm-hmm. And here's what he said. Whatever you at any time encounter. Mm-hmm of hell's counsel, that I'm determined my ecclesia, my church, will prevail against. You will then face a decision. We're at that moment right now. Right. You will face a decision as to whether you forbid it or you permit it. Mm. What transpires is conditional to your response, he said. The church. The church's response. That's why it's critical right now that we respond according to the word of God. We pray his will, we Mm -hmm. decree, and we believe his will. Right. What transpires is conditional to your response. Mm -hmm. If you do purposefully and consciously involve yourself in forbidding or permitting the issue on earth, Mm -hmm. you will find at that future moment when you do, you can have what heaven has decided on and... And I will give you the Chamberlain anointing mm. of Isaiah 22:22. 22, 22,
0: mm-hmm.
1: keys, right? To open any doors any you need door. to, yeah. or close any doors you need to. Yeah. I will give you the master keys to my kingdom. So it's conditional to our response. We can shut the door or open the door to the plans of, of hell. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm saying, church, it's time to rise up and close the door to this yeah. with a supernatural power that we've been given. And there's no ambiguity in it. It was a statement right. of definition. Will the church rise up for such a time of this? I believe the remnant
0: yeah. is. Yeah.
1: The meeting we did just Monday night, we had two days to plan it. We were praying for our nation, praying for the elections way up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. But by the next day, over 400,000 had viewed that. And I should say, that's not people. We don't know how many of them were groups that were watching or churches that were watching.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And we had two days notice for that. Yeah. So there is an engagement right now.
0: I love that word because would you say, Pastor Tim... That in years past, where maybe people thought, well, yeah, but we lost there, and we lost there, and it looked like help prevailed there, that maybe more times than not, it was that we, the church, just didn't show up.
1: We didn't show up. We didn't
0: engage. You know, I grew up a church kid, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and nobody ever said this, but I know, and I think a lot of our listeners that are listening that grew up the same way around church culture, that there was this sort of underlying assumption that if something was prophesied, then, well, that's your lottery ticket. And now we all just sit back and wait to see if that was a true prophet or not. But that's not the, no, no. the end game.
1: A prophecy is a word of the Lord, just like a scripture is a word of the Lord. And you believe that scripture. Right. You pray it. Yeah. You must confess it. Yeah. You must extend your faith. And if your faith isn't strong enough, you grow it till you receive it. Mm-hmm the promise of the promised land to the children of israel was here's the land now go possess it right we took prophecy and we said well that's just automatic and some did that a little bit with scriptures they were believing well god said it mm-hmm. i believe it well yes But you still have to stand in faith for it until it comes to fullness. We don't back off of that. We stand for it. We have based it on God's sovereignty. Right. And God said, no, it's not sovereignty. It's conditional to your response. Right. If you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. Right. And some of it, we have to have the discernment to understand, okay, this is not possible in and of myself. Right. I have to have a move of the Holy Spirit. I have to have a corporate body behind it. Yeah. And in some cases, I have to have angel armies Yes. to help me get this done. The church didn't want all of that responsibility. Many were so successful in their lives, they didn't really need it anyway. Mm or they didn't want the responsibility of it. And we actually went for more of a seeker-sensitive model that didn't threaten anything or require any responsibility on our part. And Mm -hmm. we were fine with that because we were successful, we were prospering, and we were busy. It's almost like God was one of the things on our list.
0: Right. Just a piece of the pie.
1: And when you do that, the corporate anointing and flow of Holy Spirit is quenched. We cannot put that on God's fault. It's our fault. Yeah. And in this case, if we don't turn this, it won't be God's fault. We know what his will is. Right,
0: right. No one will
1: ever convince me that Donald Trump was not his plan this time. Right. I know he was. Mm-hmm. But it's still conditional to our response. hmm we must have a church now that engages, and yes, just even a decade ago, when you were on staff here. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Jen, if I could have got, I don't know, a hundred people on mm-hmm. a prayer call right? or one of those meetings. right? As you know, I've gone to all the counties of this state, and Every now-
0: and We had Indiana, a lot of prayer meetings when I was on staff. Yeah, yeah.
1: one after the other. Yeah. And how many showed up? Yeah, you know, it was a very tiny remnant. Mm-hmm. And yet now, ten years or so later, mm-hmm. we can put the word out, and the warriors show up, right. These are not wimps, they're bold, yeah, and they're not famous people, right. They're ordinary. People, what I call ordinary. Mm-hmm. If you can call a child of God that, probably not. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying they're not apostles. They're right. not prophets. They're not five fold ministry. They're just good Christians that say enough. Right. I have authority.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, good grief. How many times have we heard the authority of the believer from Kenneth Copeland or Kenneth Hagan? Right. Well, yes, we do have it. Mm-hmm. And now it's different. Yeah. The housewives and the. The workers at steel mills are saying, I have authority, and I'm not putting up with this anymore. No, I don't want children raised this way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I don't want to live in this kind of a country, and no, I don't want this kind of culture. Mm -hmm. And yes, I love black people. I love everybody. Right. I'm not going to live this way, and they're raising their boys. Yeah,
0: they are. I want to go back to a statement you made, Pastor Tim, when we started, that just jumped out at me, you defined what's happening as the kingdom of darkness essentially trying to hijack our culture. Mm -hmm. And that's a strong word. Mm -hmm. And it's almost as if the young generation is waking up to realize we are not being led into progression, we're being hijacked. Mm -hmm. But truth always rings true, doesn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. It definitely does. And the hijacking is so clear throughout Scripture. You can go back to the Jezebel spirit right on through, where government began to hijack what was not really theirs. But let's go back even further to a coup attempt in heaven. Right. We see the strategy of our adversary so clear. Now, if Lucifer would lead one-third of the angels... Yeah, To hijack heaven, to take over heaven. Right. Why wouldn't we understand that's probably going to be a strategy he uses.
0: It's in his pocket. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he's trying to hijack America, switch our government, and he, rather than one nation under God, Mm -hmm. he takes and usurps that. Right. And his agenda is then lived out in America. Yeah. But God's plan for America, see, we have a covenant that we made with God. Yeah. And God's going to honor those covenants. As a nation. Back to our founding fathers.
0: So America has a God-given destiny Right. to fulfill.
1: Absolutely, it does. And yeah. I believe that it is going to fulfill it because the righteous remnant are going to make a stand. Yeah and there's going to be a reconnection to our covenant roots.
0: Yeah.
1: 4 years ago that was the prophetic word that was given to me was to activate the angel armies into America to rip the band-aids off of corruption so that America could reconnect to its covenant roots. Mm-hmm. See, the corruption that is now being revealed. Yeah. had to be revealed. Right. It was interrupting the covenant of God flowing through America. Now, America is going to fulfill it, I believe. We're going to remove corruption in the deep state, in the political realms, in the media. Yes. Because in my estimation, the media is now what we would call in ancient times the prophets of Baal. Mm -hmm. They prophesy Mm -hmm. the agenda of darkness. They prophesy Antichrist agenda.
0: Because that's the hijacking, right? Is to tell people what to think. If
1: you control the language, you control the narrative. Is what they're trying to do. And if you control the narrative, which is in any hijacking of any rebellion or civil war or takeover, you will go back in time. If you want to study it, you will find where the enemy tried to hijack get the high ground on the narrative. And they then control the language. And if you control the narrative and you control the language, you begin to control the minds of the people. Yeah. And then as the mind is programmed, Mm -hmm. then you have the outward action and, you know, it's a principle. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to do right now Mm -hmm. through the media, through our education system, the universities Mm -hmm. and uh, progressive professors, that agenda, and they've been doing it for quite some time. Well, now you're seeing the ecclesia, the real church, rise up and say, no, there is another narrative, and it's becoming stronger and stronger and stronger, Mm. even in the media. Right. An alternative is now rising. Right. And uh, because we say, no, wait a minute, again, I'm going back to what's got to be uncovered. Mm We didn't understand how deep the corruption was. Right. Or many didn't. And now they're starting to understand and say, okay, now we see who we can trust, who we can't trust. Right. And we are now raising up a different voice. Now that voice is going to become louder and louder and louder. My voice isn't going to die out, it's going to become louder. Yeah. And now what God is doing is adding other believers by the multiplied millions, really, mm-hmm. to that remnant. And again, the yeah. millennial voice is about to rise up.
0: Yeah, and a powerful Because
1: word. when it's all said and done, they do not want their destiny taken from them. Right. They don't want to be told what to do and how to think.
0: Right, right. There's
1: going to come a time when they understand, and God knows how to do it. Holy Spirit is on it right now with an entire division of angel armies. Mm -hmm. This is multicultural now. In the black community, Mm -hmm. prophets Mm -hmm. are going to be called out now Mm -hmm. from the millennials in that Mm -hmm. black culture. Mm -hmm. Apostles will. They may be obscure now or hidden now, but Mm -hmm. they're going to come forth. Same in the Asian. Wow. And these are young apostles and prophets and the fivefold, Hispanic. And we're kind of bold, Mm -hmm. but they are going to be flaming.
0: (laughs) Right, right. They're going to
1: be flamethrowers. Yeah. And God spoke to me a couple of months ago and said, begin to prophesy. I'm calling them from their caves. Wow. So we're in a time now, and I'm looking for him, and I'm starting to see him. And you're going to see him from Native Americans. Yeah. I'm talking about all around the world, in your generation and even younger.
0: Right.
1: He has preserved them.
0: Yeah.
1: He has preserved them for this time. Mm. And he said, I'm going to call them out of their caves are their hiding place and they will prophesy the word of the Lord to their people and it will cause an enlightenment. See, it's one thing for me to prophesy to the black community, the black kids or whatever, and I will, but it's another when a fireball from heaven, Holy Ghost filled, rises and declares the word of the Lord with the communication ability. Can you imagine? Yeah. Same with the Asian community or Hispanics. The Hispanics now are on fire. Yeah. And this is going to keep synergizing.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And so if you kind of look through the fog, Mm -hmm. you say, oh, wait a minute. Holy Spirit has been up to some things all along, and we just weren't putting it together. Yeah. But he's not going to lose this generation.
0: No, he's not. No. Or those groups. I mean, these ethnic groups, the mm-hmm. ethnos, is that not, that's a Bible word.
1: Oh, absolutely. He, he
0: brought that unique, specific definition to each ethnic group in the kingdom that has their part to give.
1: Absolutely. If yeah. They were ordained. They were purposed that way. Yeah. God wants them that way. Yeah. And they're going to see that hey, my cultural identity, mm-hmm. my racial identity is important.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's I love strategic. That. I love
1: that. It's God, it's a gift.
0: Yes, it's a gift.
1: That will also, of course, break up this racial confusion Yeah, stuff. It sure
0: will. It sure yeah. will. Yeah.
1: I believe that will synergize then. A kingdom revival instead of local revival.
0: Mm, we have to have that.
1: Yeah, because if you just have a local revival, you can only do it so long. Right, then you're going to wear out. <laughs> right. You know, and it. You just think about it in a practical way. We had the Brownsville revival. Yeah. We had a Toronto revival. Mm-hmm. Thousands and thousands of people mm-hmm. would drive to them. It's not God's plan that we have to drive a thousand miles to be in revival. Wow it's not his plan that we have to drive to 2,000 miles away to get healed yeah we ought to be able to drive across town and yeah we should and live in revival and yeah. and live where the power of God's flown so the difference is this one is a kingdom revival mm. now, I mean worldwide
0: yeah
1: well hell's not gonna have to deal with that yeah it's not gonna have one place to attack but we can't do it without all of these cultures and Fivefold ministries within them and their giftings rising for right now. Yeah. Well, again, God's a whole lot smarter than we are. Right. He certainly knows it.
0: He knows. It. And
1: he's been dealing with some of them since they were small kids. Mm. You're going to be amazed when you hear their stories of how they go back and say, "When I was just a little girl, or I was just a little boy, and now they're young men, young women." And they're firebrands for God. And somehow he making a call to them, Hmm. deep calls to deep sometimes. And he knows how that is happening right now. He promised me it was. That's why I want to turn my heart towards that coming generation.
0: Right, right.
1: I mean, I can't run as fast as they can, but I'm going to be behind them saying, go for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, and to have a voice like yours, Pastor Tim, to validate that, Mm -hmm. that deep calling to deep, you know, just in my experience, the majority of those, like the ones you're talking about that God's calling out and even ones that are in their first decade of mm-hmm. stepping into whatever God has for them, many have had to go ahead and get moving just to be obedient to God. But for whatever reason, that validation from those mothers and fathers in the faith mm-hmm. wasn't there. And I know the impact and the benefit. Mm -hmm. of when that voice is present. It's like a wind at your back.
1: It is. And that is something else God is doing. He's raising up spiritual mothers and fathers that will speak into their lives and say, go for it. You know, that's what I'm saying to these younger ones. Hey, go for it. You don't have to do it perfect. You won't do it perfect. I didn't. But do it. Yeah. Just be obedient. You don't have to do it in a perfect way. Just do it. God will honor it. You'll grow. Yeah. You'll grow. Yeah. I still am growing. And you're always going to be doing that. You're always going to look back and say, well, I could have done that better. But the results were, Mm -hmm. the results are not me. It's Mm -hmm. God Mm -hmm. honoring what he said. Get out there and go for it. Yeah. If you trip, get up. Yeah. You know, it's okay. And that is something that I really feel that the millennials, they're really daring to risk. They're more willing than my generation. They'll Mm. step out and try things. Mm -hmm. My grandkids will try things I don't know if I would ever try. Right. They'll step out there and do it. And if they don't get it right, well, they just keep going. So just get out there and just keep going.
0: Keep going. What a perfect time for a generation that's hardwired that way. Mm -hmm. Because of the understanding, especially the body of Christ is coming into you. And you have spoke so much to this about the reality that spiritual authority and governing authority mm-hmm. are meant to partner and work together.
1: Oh, absolutely. We're, we are
0: not two separate things. Past generations, that was sort of almost prophesied by false prophets, so to speak. Separation of church and state. There's an awakening with an agenda attached, but there's an awakening across the board to this generation of the involvement, but the revelation of the spiritual mm-hmm. authority. And that's really the clashing of the swords right now, isn't it? No, it is absolutely together? is.
1: Yeah. But we were not taught right. Go back to the king's definition that I just gave. Yeah. The word it's ecclesia so itself. Yeah. How did we miss that? How did we miss that? The Ecclesia in Jesus time was a governing body yeah. that came out and voted on legal matters mm-hmm. laws and one of its primary definitions was the Ecclesia decided who would sit on the Areopagus which was the supreme court of the time that's now you cannot think that Jesus didn't know that, right. And every time you see church in New Testament, the word church, it's used 113 times. Mm-hmm. It's ecclesia. Mm-hmm. It's an on-purpose word. Mm-hmm. So he knew it was a governing body. Mm-hmm. His stepfather that adopted him when his dad died, Joseph of Arimathea was a Roman senator wow. in charge of mining. So he knew about the ecclesia. It was a part of it. Yeah, it's even thought it. that he actually taught Jesus at an early age about it. That's hmm. history. But the point is, Jesus said, I'm going to establish a spiritual ecclesia. That doesn't do the job of governing in Washington, D.C. or Columbus or whatever capital, but it affects it Yes, from a position seated with me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Seated.
1: A seat. Of authority, a seat of government. He said, Come up and set with me. Well, the king, Jesus is king, so that's government.
0: Right, right. You
1: don't get higher than that. Right. Set with me is a governing seat. So from that perspective, the church is a governing body in the spirit realm mm-hmm. to affect mm-hmm. what happens in the natural government. Right. To or say, the- no, this law is not gonna apply. Right. This one is.
0: That culture. All that affects that culture. Yeah.
1: We must be involved in culture. In fact, Corinthians again says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, Mm -hmm. but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And most definitions refer to culture. The Amplified says, maybe it's the Message Bible, to the entire demolization
0: Mm.
1: of a demonic culture. Yeah. Well, why would we give in weapons... Right. If we weren't to destroy the culture, no, well, how do we do that? Yeah, we have to influence from a spiritual realm, yeah, into the natural realm, In influence way. our colleges again, influence our government again, influence mm-hmm. all the and seven mountains.
0: I love how you teach that, too. It's one of my favorite teachings of yours from this year because I see this so much, and you talk about how we are meant to influence and, again, speak the voice of truth Mm -hmm. to come against, you call it, warped philosophies. Yeah. I mean, they are attempting to Mm -hmm. run rampant, those warped philosophies. And I've even seen it, you know, come against believers. And because they don't have their footing those were philosophies, try and throw them off. I mean, over this election cycle, you hear people say things like, you're just a pawn for the hard right because mm-hmm. they hook you with the, I'm just going to go after it. They hook you with Come the on. abortion issue. Mm-hmm. And so you're nothing more than just a puppet for the hard right. They hook your vote. And we actually have Christians going, oh, yeah, well, maybe... That's a warped philosophy. Yeah,
1: it is. It's a warped philosophy, a doctrine of demons. Yeah. We have to look past that to what God says in his word and just not compromise that. We do have those that are willing to compromise. When you're dealing with a warped philosophy, elements that seem right Mm-hmm. You, you just got to go back to the garden. Adam and Eve, I mean, they had no agendas like oh, we are seeing, but so a warped way of thinking yeah. came. It sounded so good. It, it looks like- so good. It's good fruit. Yeah. What could possibly be wrong with this? Yeah. To the point they bought into that warped philosophy. Yeah. And they lost a lot more than people even realize. They lost the garden. Yeah, they did. Where they lived.
0: Yeah.
1: Warped philosophies will cause us to lose the garden.
0: Yeah.
1: Where we wow. live. Wow. But it was presented. That's the way abortion and, and this is presented Well, shouldn't a young lady have the right? Well, shouldn't government stay out of our... And that
0: seems good, quote unquote.
1: Yeah. But what God said was for the good of their future and their destiny. Yeah. Because if they go that way, it's going to harm them. Right. It's going to scar them. Yeah. In ways that they don't even understand. Yeah. And just like Adam and Eve, they will begin to walk in sin and perpetuate sin mm. to where, yeah, sin may not have grown to maturity so far in them, mm. in Adam and Eve, but by the time it gets to another generation, mm. it causes murder. My word. In their own family. Yeah. Sin has consequences. Yeah, it does. The wages
0: mm-hmm.
1: of sin. hmm We don't understand that. Well, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with this? Yeah. Look at what the wage is going to be. Right. And then we lose the garden. Right. There are reasons. It amazes me how hard it is for some people to see that the God of heaven, who is brilliant, the most loving being there is, mm-hmm. would not give a principle like that if it wasn't for your good. Right. And at some point, we just have to trust, wait a minute, that's for my good. It's
0: for my good. And it's for the
1: good of my land. It's for the good of my future. It's for the good of the future of my families and my children and children's children. Mm -hmm. We take that, then the warped philosophy becomes a God philosophy, which is simply based on what he said. There are things about God that I don't understand Mm -hmm. that I just trust and say, okay, he's pretty smart. Yeah. And he's very loving.
0: And he's very loving.
1: He wouldn't say this if it wasn't true, because he is truth. He's the spirit of truth. Right. If it wasn't the best thing for my life, he wouldn't say it. And if it wasn't based out of his love, he wouldn't say it. So while I may not understand, I'm going to trust it. And one day I'll see it. You'll see it. I'll see why. Yeah. Because it's not all about me. It may be, mm-hmm. again, if you just want to get real, Yeah, it may be about that child in the womb mm-hmm. that's going to face life or death, that he has put such gifts, talents, and abilities in that may become an answer to his generation yeah. or her generation
0: yeah.
1: in okay. science or in Right. whatever technology, or in government, right. or whatever. It may be about the protection of destinies right. and purpose yeah. that we don't know. We we couldn't possibly know, but could we trust that he does? And could we trust that even if it's a very difficult time for me to get through, ultimately,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it'd be for my good? right. He just knows how to do that. Yeah. And yes, we have to identify all things turning for our good doesn't mean everything is suddenly the same.
0: Right, that's so good. Some
1: things will never be the same. Right. But they can always become good.
0: That's so good.
1: And God can do that. Yeah. So we trust him.
0: Yeah, we do. Even
1: in these situations that people wrestle with. Right. And like Jacob, stop wrestling. Yeah. There's a destiny. There's a purpose. There could be a change from your conniving and mm-hmm. wrong, right. warped philosophy mm-hmm. to, wait a minute, I'm in Israel. I'm a prince of God. I have a destiny. Yeah. So it's about all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's all good.
0: It's all good. So when it comes down to times like, for instance, an election year, yeah, and we have sons and daughters of God facing the opportunity to cast their ballot like Mm -hmm. we've just been through. It's not about one party or another in some ways. It's not even so much about one guy or girl versus another guy or girl. It is about the ideology, the way of life of the kingdom of God, and his principles governing our land. And it does matter Mm -hmm. which principles... Mm-hmm. govern our land. So those wart philosophies that come at sons and daughters of God and say, well you're just being yanked and even try and say and I've heard this, God doesn't even really care who's president. I know you've you've heard that out there. Oh yeah. He cares because he cares about the culture because the culture's people.
1: That's what it's about. Yeah. I am I'm not a democrat, I'm not a republican. I've never voted democrat or republican. Yeah. I think it's important that a believer votes Bible. And again, I'm going to go back to the will of God. I look at the platform of what they will stand for. And then I go to God's word and say, which one more closely aligns To That platform. Mm -hmm. And I make my decision based on that. And I will vote. I won't say, well, I'm not going to vote for any either one. I will vote because it's like someone said to me, well, it's like I'm voting for the lesser of two evils. I said, well, good, you understand. Vote for lesser evil.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not rocket science.
1: (laughs) Which one?
0: Well, that's great.
1: <laughs> because if you don't vote for the lesser, you get more. you'll more. you get more.
0: Right, right.
1: And that, to me, I take as a responsibility, mm-hmm. as a part of the ecclesia, to raise my voice and vote, because that's what ecclesias do. Which one more closely aligns with God's Word? Yes. It's not about personality. No. I don't even have to like the person. The platforms of one particular party were diabolical.
0: Yeah, And when we're talking about platforms, boiling that down, we're talking about this is what they're saying I'm going to initiate in the country. It's going to
1: go into the culture. When
0: I'm in that seat.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's a big deal. It's huge. Yeah. It's going to determine vocation. It's Mm. going to affect your work. Mm. It's going to affect the education of your children. Mm. It will affect or attempt to affect your church your faith yeah whether you can meet together or not
0: and we're seeing this
1: it's already starting
0: governors and states we're seeing it
1: we're already seeing it yeah the persecution yeah and of course if you are some know if i make a stand for christianity in the culture that we're in right now i'm going to be persecuted yeah so i'm not going to do it because i don't want to be persecuted Mm. And so they know it's affecting.
0: Right. You have to admit that.
1: You have to admit. Yeah. It is already there, and we better stop it because it's only going to get worse. Right. I mean, you go back in times in history, it's really, again, it's not hard to see. No one thought what was going to happen in Nazi Germany was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Oh, nothing's going to happen. No one's going to be imprisoned. It's not going to go that way. But it did.
0: But it
1: it did. It did. And we are on the front side of this, and it's changeable. Yeah. And I would rather change it now by making a stand with an effort that engages in such a way that... It's done without violence. Yes. Then it come to a time when there is violence. Right. I've even heard people say, well, we're just going to let them have their way because if we get our way, you know, they're going to tear the streets up. So we're going to give in. We're intimidated. Right. Into uh, submission. Paul told Timothy in nothing, you don't be intimidated. Don't be bullied. Your faith cannot be intimidated. Don't give into the spirit of fear. To me, a lot are being bullied right now. Wow. And we need some patriots, actually some spiritual patriots Mm. that are rising up and make their stand. Yeah. But all that's in the mix right now. Take a look at that and see if warped philosophies aren't already in the culture.
0: It's so true.
1: And maybe even has your attention. Mm. And maybe because of the ease of that, Mm. the lack of responsibility just go with the flow, Mm. maybe you've bought a lie and you need to wake up.
0: Wow, that's really good.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of us say, whoa, time out. I need to wake up right now. I need to wake up. Mm -hmm.
0: Because better to admit it and quit it, so to speak, (laughs) better to stop and go, oh, my goodness.
1: You know, I'm a good repenter. Yeah. (laughs) I have lived that all my life. (laughs) I'm a good repenter. Just repent, quit, get it over with. Yeah. You know, okay, none of us are perfect. Yeah, I'm that way with things that I've studied this year. Sometimes I'm thinking, how did I miss that? Right, right, yeah. But I did. Yeah. Okay, Lord, sorry about that. Heal me. Forgive me. I'm on track. Mm -hmm. Become a good repenter. That's really good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's not something that's condemning to me. It's freeing.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. Pastor Tim, you've helped us so much today speaking to these things. I think speaking to the times. I mean, you know, it's just there's so many incredible people, part of the remnant like you're talking Mm -hmm. about but with all that swirling almost on a daily basis now we're having to go i just need a voice of truth in my ears yeah i just need to be reminded mm-hmm. you know i can remember in my early years going oh, what do we believe again okay that's right that's right mm-hmm. you know in holding fast to yeah. that i know that my life and ministry has been able to weather storms and mm-hmm. come through because of the stability mm-hmm. that you and pastor carol and this church has given to me and countless others, and I thank you. Thank you for doing this today. This is. Been-
1: uh, thank you for coming and talking to me. Good to see you, Jim.
0: I have to tell you that there was so much truth in that conversation that even though I was sitting in that room having that conversation too, I was thinking to myself, I cannot wait to go back and listen to this Again, I love the statement that he made about voices of truth needing to rise right now. That voices of truth need to take their place and that voices of truth need to come from the sons and the daughters of God. They need to come from the Church of Jesus Christ or, as Pastor Tim put it, the Ecclesia. I am convinced that so many of you that are listeners of our podcast, that you are those that God is compelling to rise up in this generation and to be voices of truth, not of opinion and bias, but of God's word and what he says. I am so grateful to be a part of this moment, and I believe that God is solidifying us, he's validating us, and he is equipping us to take our place and to do it boldly. I want to encourage you to stay connected to Pastor Tim Sheets and the things that God is giving him to say. You can find him on Facebook under Tim Sheets Ministries or his church, The Oasis in Middletown, Ohio. You can also find him on Instagram. But listen, make sure that you subscribe to The Oasis YouTube channel. You can visit their website at oasiswired.org. And if you haven't gotten a hold of Pastor Tim's books yet, what are you waiting for? I would highly recommend to you his book, Planting the Heavens. It's absolutely one of my favorites. Thanks again for being part of the podcast. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye.